0: Hey what's up everyone? Welcome back to the Fat Muscle Project podcast. I'm John Gorman, one of your hosts. We've got Lisa Franz in the house. Lisa, what's going on? How are you?
1: I'm very well. I'm excited for today's episode to talk a little bit about reverse dieting.
0: Yeah, this is uh this is something that I mean, I've talked about so many times. I've written a book on the topic. We'll talk about that, but no matter how much I've talked about it, and it's the same with you, no matter how much you deal with it with clients or you, you mention it places, there's always people that need to understand it. There's new people that come in. Um, it's still a complex topic, and I know we're going to do a deep dive here. So if you're listening and you thought you knew everything that you knew about reverse dieting, we've got some extra snippets in here, some stuff that I haven't put out before that we're going to talk about. So it's going to be a, a, a fun deep dive, but you've got this whole show lined up. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take the reins?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's my uh, my pleasure. And just like you say, I think we have even touched on this topic before when we were speaking about hunger, managing hunger, and also the difference between cheat days and re- uh, refeeds when we had that episode. And um, but as you said, I think there's still a lot of misconception about reverse dieting, and then also people that might be doing their own nutrition. They're still Often curious about like oh what sort of increase should I am are we really talking about is there any, um is there any advantage of taking it super slow or how fast and and so on so I think this is going to be a very insightful episode um, but before we get into the topic what's your win of the week, uh,
0: you know I've got one that relates to this topic and I want to give Zach Hayward a shout out he's a client of mine uh, he came to me. A little bit lower calorie because he was trying to diet for a show. So his calories were were pretty low. And um, his body just wasn't responding the way that it should be. So he came to me and he hired me. And what I did right out of the gate, as I said, hey, you're already on low calories. We've got to drop like 25 pounds. Like I don't have enough room and that's part of the topic today. I don't have enough room to cut your calories because your body's already got to the point where cortisol is high and it's trying to stall out. He's seeing fat loss resistance, basically. And what I did is I, I took him for a few weeks and we added added food in. Uh, we dropped all his cardio. We got his metabolism burning again. And I know there's a lot of people listening. That's not a scientific term, but it's just what we're going to use. We got the metabolism stoked. Uh, as all the bros would say, and we got him up and running. And then I could, about 20 weeks out, I could pull calories and create a deficit and his body actually started to respond. So it's one of those things to where, you know, added calories in, got him there and he just stepped on stage the best he's ever looked. He got second place in novice and third in open, and it was a really, really tough class. And he had full abs. He was very shredded. Um, he needs to put on some size, but hey, it's bodybuilding. I don't know very many people that don't need to put on size. So we are now in the reverse dieting process about three to four days. So uh, shout out to Zach. Very, very proud of him. And um, yeah, that that's my win for the week.
1: That's awesome. I, I I like that. I like that it pertains uh, or links up with our topic as well. Um, my win for the week is uh, more of a personal one. I had a nice little weekend getaway and sometimes it's just good to unplug. And um, of course, as an entrepreneur or someone with a business, it always requires a little bit of work ahead of time and a little bit more work afterwards as i'm sure you can relate to and appreciate as well uh but it's still it's still good even just for the sake of looking forward to your own bed again and looking forward to your regular gym again (laughs) it it, it gets you to appreciate what you have on a day-to-day basis even more so yeah that was that was my little win for the week um but yeah to Pick this episode off properly I would love for you to just give us a bit of um history I guess if you will of reverse dieting and I know that you actually have touched on that before as well in one of the episodes um m- m- more so in the sense of um like when did it become popular when did it actually become a structured thing as opposed to people just like dieting and then stopping to diet or whatever you might might want to say. Um, so yeah, if you can kick us off with that.
0: Yeah. Reverse dieting is it's the definition of it's dieting in reverse. Basically. I don't know who came up with the term. I can say a good friend of mine, Lane Norton, uh, Dr. Joe, those guys were touting it, uh, probably earlier before most of us ever were back on the, the message boards you know, bodybuilding.com, muscular development, message boards, places like that, which are pretty much kind of a ghost town now. There's not really a lot of stuff, but they kind of brought it to the forefront of bodybuilding. And it basically, it's dieting in reverse. So in dieting is you drop calories as you go, you try and keep keep uh, pushing fat loss. And then when you stall, you drop calories, you add cardio, that's dieting. So this is in reverse. So when you're done dieting, whether it's for a competition you're just trying to lose 20, 30 pounds. So you look good in your swimsuit for the summer. Or you're just trying to be healthy. After the diet period's over, your calories are going to be lower, right? So now you need to start adding calories back in. You need to start doing things like restoring hormones because dieting slows hormones down for the most part. We'll we'll do a deep dive on that as well. Uh, but it's literally doing the exact opposite. And I think the biggest problem is, and I I but definitely say we don't have an issue with dropping fat. We have an issue with uh, gaining weight back. And when people can reverse diet, it gives you a system to be able to, especially if you're, you're someone who's just trying to look better and you want to diet 20, 30 pounds off, for example, you want to maintain and keep that off. The last thing you want to do after you're dieting down is just go back to eating the way you were and living the lifestyle you were. So basically this teaches you to control the habits that you had during dieting slowly systematically add food in drop your cardio out and then you maintain a leaner physique and you get your metabolism repaired and and back to a good healthy place so when i say repaired i mean just healthy um and that's literally what reverse dieting is and i would say i learned more about the processes of this 2008 um And then I've actually written, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it if you're just listening, Um, it'll be in the show notes. But my very first book I ever wrote was called Metabolic Capacity and Reverse Dieting, How to Prime Your Metabolism for Maximum Fat Loss. And uh, I'll link that in the show notes. You guys can grab it off Amazon. It's like 17 bucks and they will ship it to you the same day. Um, So that's there. And I learned so much as a coach over the years. On how to reverse diet people and there's so many different ways to do it which we will get into um, but it was a bestseller on amazon um probably for two weeks in a row so i was pretty proud of that um, give that book a shot now there are things in there that we're going to talk about that i've changed my mind on uh, i've got two versions out version two is the current one um, on how much food to add in, how fast to reverse, like the whole nine yards. I've changed my thoughts on those, but the book outlines that for the most part uh, in version two. So it's, it's available on Amazon.
1: Nice. Yeah. And, and in regards to things changing, um, as everyone hopefully out there knows um, uh, the, the ev- evidence is, is is constantly evolving. And um, I think in just actually very recent months or years, um, people have actually started to question uh, reverse dieting altogether and is there a purpose of it and so on. And I think we need to, we do need to um differentiate between a, a few things here and you already um, did sort of that, uh, that Unfortunately, there's only that one term of reverse dieting. And I think there are two, the two different scenarios, like at the end of a, of a competition of a, um, you know, if you step on stage, um, sometimes a more aggressive approach with bringing the calories back up is warranted as needed. And you actually need to gain some body fat Back So if you're taking that a little bit faster, usually people actually refer to that more of a a recovery diet. And whereas, you know, the reverse diet that we're talking about, or or that we can also be talking about is, um, in general population, as you mentioned, where you where the aim is to keep fat off. And um, so those those two things, because often I see on social media where where there are two different camps and people say, oh, in a reverse diet, you should still be except, expecting fat gain. And other people that are like, oh no, in a reverse diet, and uh, the main aim is to keep the weight and the fat the, the same or body fat percentage the same. So we do need to differentiate between, do we actually need to, for health purposes, also bring the body fat back up, um, as it is the case with competitors, or are you at a place where you're definitely able to maintain that healthy body fat percentage, and yet we need to bring the calories up for metabolism and, and hormonal health, etc. And because as you also alluded to, that is what um, people struggle with, they do a diet and it's successful and then two, one of two things often happen either. They go back to the way that they were eating, and then they gain the fat back really quickly. And we see that constant pattern of yo-yo dieting. Horrible, horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. And for many reasons that you will probably touch on later on, your body, you will probably gain more and more fat every single time. Um, and and uh, for no reason, like it's just it's, – it's a – terrible cycle to be in and but then the other scenario is where people are so afraid of eating eating more again because they're like oh i've i've been at the lowest weight that i've ever been at now i don't want to eat more because how can i eat more and still stay the same and then they just keep their calories low and then that becomes their new maintenance um and then we're also in a horrible cycle because then from there they might want to lose more weight and so then they have to drop it lower and lower and lower and at some point you're at like a thousand calories and where do you go from there that's not healthy and that's not sustainable either so um yeah I'm, I'm sometimes a bit sad that we only have that one term of reverse dieting that applies to competitors as well as gen pop uh, as well like in, in those senses but yes I'm um, also just i guess what i'm trying to say is just know that there's also the term of recovery diet when we are Taking a much more aggressive approach with bringing the calories back up, and we're we're very um, conscious of the fact that we need to get body fat back up there and 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 quick reasonably quickly as well.
0: It's it's something I'm glad you pointed out the two different scenarios because there's one more thing I want to throw in for our listeners that I want you to make sure you stay tuned on this. So we're, there's also a place for Gen Pop where you diet down, you diet that 20, 30 pounds off. Now you you're where you want to be. You do need to get your calories back up because you don't need to, you know, if you're a female, you don't need to leave your calories at 1,200 to try and maintain your new 130-pound body weight. Here's, here's the thing. Sometimes I, I might have a female down to 160 pounds at the end of her diet. She dropped from 200 to 160, and her calories are gotten pretty low, and it's time to reverse. Or maybe it's a guy. I've dropped him from 300 pounds down to 240, but he's, but both people still need to drop some weight but they need to reverse diet because I've gotten their calories low and it's gotten to the point where they're starting to eat off the plan and it's just too hard to stick to. Right. So then it's time to reverse. Here's the thing there is a way to reverse and add calories in and still continue to drop body fat. And I'm going to talk about that. I've had lectures on this all over the nation, actually, at different conferences. I call it the unicorn approach to dieting, how to add calories in and keep dropping weight. I'll give a a couple of really good scenarios. So we will talk about that one. It's just not, it's not the most common. Um, So I guess I could start with the bodybuilding approach since that's the least common that we're going to see people with, and that to me, is definitely the recovery diet. And that's when anytime a male or female diets to get on stage, your body fat gets so low, it's definitely going to impact your hormones. It's going to impact testosterone. Cortisol is going to be very chronically high um, your metabolism is going to be slower because your bodies are not made to operate at that body fat level. Listen, this is why when you see someone compete on stage, you don't see them walking around stage lean year round because it's not healthy. Women, your hair is falling out. You don't have a cycle or you have a cycle every, every 10 days. Like there's all, it really throws things out of whack, right? Guys, it's the same thing. Low libido, low sex drive, low motivation. It's all low testosterone related. Um, and you can't gain muscle that way. So the thing is, you've got to get body fat back up, and that's a recovery diet. So the idea of putting body fat on, that scares people. But for those people that are dieting, get you know, on stage, it's, it's very important. So I like to reverse people pretty fast. Um, I like to get, you know, for most women, you know, 5 to 10 pounds on them pretty quickly probably in the first month, month and a half. The thing is you don't want to add a bunch super fast. You don't want to add it in two or three weeks because one mentally, no one wants to feel like that. You just looked your best. Let's get some on, but let's not put 10 pounds on in three weeks. Like you're going to be heavy. You're not going to look good. You're going to look bloated and you're just not going to. And the thing is after a diet is over to get on stage, you also have to put on lost muscle and that's a part of the process. So a lot of people are like, oh, just go eat like crazy and and you know put this weight on in two or three weeks just to hurry up and get your hormones back. There's also a component that it takes time to get your hormones back. It's not about how fast you can put fat back on. It's how much time you're away from the diet as well. So you need to add fat. You need to add back lost muscle that came from dieting for a competition. So I, I like to systematically do it. And you need to slow the fat gain after about eight weeks. It needs to slowly trickle up. You don't need to keep adding too fast because after you diet for a show, you could put fat on very, very rapidly. Oh, yes. I mean, very rapidly. And then people freak out and they try and turn around and diet it off, but it's not going to come off because your test is low. Your cortisol is still high and your metabolism's still low. So that's where you get into this really bad place where you yo-yo after a show. And that's terrible, terrible. So yes, the recovery diet is important. I'm sure we'll talk about that in detail, how much to add, unless you want me to talk about it now uh, from the bodybuilding standpoint
1: the The only other thing I was going to throw in because you mentioned um your body will put on fat or will be inclined to put on fat um very quickly um I, I was gonna recommend um another book to to the listeners which is called Fat Loss Forever by as you mentioned your your friend Emily Norton I think is one of the authors I can't remember the other author but he basically explains really beautifully the three pronged system that our body uses to prevent fat loss in general because i mean we have to remember essentially our body doesn't want us to be losing fat it wants us to be uh, staying at you know the 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 current thing that it's used to it wants to prevent us from starvation and so of course the first one is as we're dieting that over time the metabolism adapts to our, our intake, our lower intake, and then just slows down, um, you know, basically our, our need or, 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 um, energy expenditure, et cetera. So that's, that's one point. And then the second point that he's making in that book as well is that, um, post diet as you were saying hunger signals are going to be increased and everything in your body is basically telling your body hey you should be storing anything that's coming in extra or from like in addition to what we were used to over these last few weeks you might want to think about storing this as fat because perhaps she's going back into another weight loss phase or another you know hunger whatever and so we're going to uh, use not use that for energy and instead we're we're just more inclined to store that so all your instincts your your you know your leptin your ghrelin, and everything is just not in order not where it should be so i always say to people especially like gen pop post diet is like the phase where we still need to be most diligent and unfortunately that's where most people um stop being diligent because they have that feeling of like oh i've reached my goal i can relax now and uh often or sometimes they even um cancel coaching because they're like, oh, yeah. And and I think we spoke about this before, but they think, um, yeah, I've reached my goal. I'm, I'm good to go out on my own. And then you have to explain, no, 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 no. You know, yeah. give it another three months. And if in three months, you're still at where you want to be, then I'm very pleased or content letting you go out on your own. But we need to be like super diligent now over these next whatever, two months, just to make sure you're not actually like, this would be the worst time to be intuitively eating <laughs> yeah. by far.
0: Yeah. It's, it's something to where, um, you know, especially from the, the, the gen pop side, if we're going to switch over to that a little bit, um, especially if you need to keep dropping weight, that, that is something. So like I said, the, the guy that drops from 300 to 240, or maybe the, the female drops from 200 to 160. The more strict you are when you go to add calories in, and, and we'll, we'll talk about how much to add and how to do it. The more strict you are, I tell my clients this all the time, your metabolism speeds up when you start adding food back in, as long as you're strict, right? So for example, I might have a female, 1200 calories towards the end, her, her body's starting to stall out. She's starting to eat off plan because listen, that's normal. You get to where you're dieting so long and you're hungry and your calories are low you just want to eat something. So, I mean, people start to eat off plan. We all do. Let's just face it. Um, if you're dieting for a show, that's not part of the equation. You can't cheat on the diet, but if you're someone who's dieting for health, you're at some point, you're going to eat a burger. You're going to eat something, a kid's birthday, whatever. At that point, it's all right, let's take a break from dieting. And you start to systematically add calories in and maybe I add 20 carbs a day and I get my, my female athlete or client up from 1200 to 1280. Um, and maybe her high carb day is like 1500 at that point, right? And I tell her, I say, hey, listen, be very, very strict. There's still a really good chance that you're going to continue to drop weight because what's happening is now, as you add food in, and you, I completely pull cardio out, by the way, whatever cardio people are doing, I pull it all out and all I have them do is weight train. And what's that do? That gives her body a break from the chronically high cortisol. So when cortisol is super high, and we've talked about this in prior episodes, when cortisol is chronically high, it slows down your metabolism. Uh, you make less total T3 usually. Um, your testosterone is going to be lower. All these things are happening. So now when you pull the cardio out, it gives your body a break, and cortisol starts to come down. So now you start making more T3, which is a snapshot of your metabolism. You start making more testosterone. Your hormones start to come back up. Then as you add food, you're starting to recover better. Your metabolism speeding up because you're adding food. And what do I see happen? I see people keep dropping weight week to week as long as they're nailing the reverse. And a lot of people say, oh, you should never reverse someone that slow. Remember the scenario. If they still are obese and they still need to continue to drop weight, you can do a slow reverse. You're still helping getting them healthy. But it's also important to remember they still got weight to drop. So I want to get that, that female, you know, she might drop another 10 pounds just on the reverse. So we might spend three months reversing. Maybe I get her up to 1800 calories and she maintains that for a while. And now instead of 160, she's 150. Now in three or four months, I can turn around and I can lower the calories again. And we can make another push for two months and we can get another 15 pounds off of her. And now we're there. Then you start the reverse process. So I did this uh, most notably with, he's one of our fat muscle coaches. His name is Jason Wells. If you go to my Instagram page, you'll see he's pinned up at the top. He went from 454 pounds down to 196, but this was all done in stages. And I remember the first stage of dieting we did, he dropped, and I can't remember at this point because we've dieted so much and we've done so much together. Um, I think he dropped 150 pounds. I got his calories down to lower 2000s and he still needed to drop, you know, probably hundred pounds. So we reverse dieted up and he dropped another 35 or 40 pounds on the reverse because the guy stuck to it, like to a T. And then we turn around, we dropped his calories again after three or four months. And he went and dropped the rest of the weight. So it's one of those things, like, like I said, I call it the unicorn approach to dieting. It's really just working with how the body works, but it's nothing magical that a coach is doing. To me, coaches get too much credit. It's the client sticking to the plan. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing that makes that key. Now, I will say there are people that I have reversed and and they've told me that they've tracked their numbers and they're very strict and they don't continue to drop. And that's when someone has some pretty hardcore weight loss resistance. Maybe they've got a history of yo-yo dieting, things like Weight Watchers and just low calorie off and on gain, regain weight, you know, for five, 10 years, maybe even longer. Um, and typically it's, it's females. I have the hardest time with because they're most susceptible to hormones being off from yo-yo dieting. Guys are a little bit more resilient. They're a little bit easier to work with because our hormones just aren't as fragile. Um, so there are some people it's just not going to work, but I would, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say seven out of 10 people that I reverse and they still need drop weight. I can, I can get some more weight off of them as they add calories. So that's, that's the skinny on the unicorn approach. (laughs)
1: that is awesome and yeah i love it always when when that happens and um because you people are just so surprised by it as i was saying i think most people are afraid of adding in more food so maybe you can point out the the and i know you already did but just uh, again like summarizing the mechanisms behind why that works or like not necessarily the drop in weight but mainly the main uh, mechanisms behind why don't we put on weight as we increase food normally
0: well most of it is going to be tied to cortisol and the metabolism but so so let me tell people the, the thing with everyone's metabolism slows when you diet because that's how the body works and here's why if i if i dieted a guy from 300 to 240 As he gets lower in body weight and and as you do lose some muscle with dieting, especially towards the end, the longer you diet, the more at risk you are for muscle loss, right? So towards the end, as you lose muscle, your metabolism has to speed down. Your body temperature has to slow down because as you lose weight and as you are lighter and as you lose a little bit of muscle, if your metabolism doesn't slow down, your body temperature would actually rise, if that makes sense. And that's, there's no way your body will never let that happen. So as you get lighter, less muscle, your metabolism has to naturally slow and it adapts to the current calories you're on. And that's where people see fat loss stalls. It's really metabolic adaptation and you adapt on the way down, but you can also adapt on the way up. So that's normal. Stalls are normal in dieting. You take away some food, you add some cardio and you continue to, because now if a female is dieting and she's you know, eating 1300, and she stalls, I might drop her to 1200, that will get, you know, some more weight off of her, right? But that's normal, then her body will adapt and stall somewhere at that 1200 mark, more than likely. Now on the way back up, the opposite happens. So your metabolism starts to adapt to adding calories back in, like I said, your cortisol goes down and your metabolism speeds up from less cortisol, but also from adding the foods, because it adapts on the way back up. And that's where I see you know, the body just getting to a healthier state and you continue to drop body fat. And that's, that's the mechanism behind it. And that's why that's the other thing I know I want to bring up stalls. They're just very, very common. And the harder you diet, the more extreme the diet, the more hard the stalls are going to be towards the end. So like, you know, for regular dieting, for someone like, you know, like me or the other people I use as, as an example, stalls aren't going to be as hard as someone dieting for a show and I've got to get that last five pounds off of them. And they're, they have no body fat on their ass cheeks. For example, like my guy from the UK, Liam, who's on his way to stay with me this week and do IPE worlds. I've posted videos him. The guy is as lean as any bodybuilder has ever been. It's just the way it is. They call him the shredder. And to get those last few pounds off, like it, it takes a lot. And there are stalls in there. There are things that happen in bodybuilding. That's common. Um, but you know, I can't remember where I was going with that. That's, that's the mechanism with stalls. And then the opposite happens on the way back up.
1: I think that's explained very nicely. And you, you, um, uh, basically summarized it quite well, just by, a thing. It, it pertains to metabolic adaptation and the reverse being the case as your reverse diet. And I think, um, again, like metabolic adaptation, uh, or your metabolism in general is comprised of several things that are affected by your food intake. So, um, for instance, well, we, we have, you know, a thermic effect of food as you consume less food, obviously you're burning right. less calories by process or by, by, um, uh, yeah, basically getting that food into your system and number two your your need usually slows down even if people are mindful of their steps um still they're gesturing whatever their energy output is just going to go down they're probably not going to expand as much energy in the gym either um and then so yeah like even even your basal metabolic rate as you mentioned with hormones etc is affected by consuming less and the same is the case as we're bringing those calories back up, your need is gonna pick up again. You might you might just feel like you have a lot more energy. I often refer to it as, um, you know, when you're when you're when you're dieting, you might feel like. laptop that's not plugged in it's still usually at least in the beginning doing what it's kind of supposed to and it's working quite well the lower the battery gets the more power saving notifications you start getting but then when when you plug that back in and you give your body not just what it needs but maybe even like a little bit more than what it, it actually requires it's gonna start running all these backup processes it's gonna start like actually working on all these things optimally and the same is the case with your body as you mentioned like your hair might grow faster like random things like that ha- hair grows faster nicer skin nicer nails all these things um that require energy by the body so so you know that's that's where that that whole energy goes and how we can possibly um continue to increase food but keeping the body weight maybe the same or even um it dropping in lower even um but yeah, you also, also already mentioned a little bit about the rate at which you sometimes like to increase versus, you know, sometimes slower, sometimes faster. If someone's trying to do their own reverse diet, do you have a bit of a a guideline or even for yourself, like competitor versus gen pop? How how fast do you go in terms of an increase? How much do you increase it by and and what do you increase it from carbs, protein, fats,
0: So typically I'll I'll talk about two things. So someone dieting for show and then gen pop. Um, This is also predicated on one very big point because you're going to see everyone out there on social people on podcasts saying that doing a slow reverse is the stupidest thing ever. But let me throw this one caveat out there. There are times I will only add 15 to 20 carbs to someone's plan that week. So a female might be eating 120 carbs. I might move her up to, an extra 15 carbs, 20 carbs. And that is if that person, guy or girl, doesn't matter, is cheating on the diet and they're they're spending two or three days where they can't stick to the plan and they're eating extra calories anyway. So the last thing I want to do is add two to 300 calories and they're still cheating on the diet three days a week. That's a recipe for massive fat gain. So cheating on the diet and having issues with food after a diet is a very common thing. Don't be ashamed of it if that's you listening. Every time I diet, I have an issue with food after. I'm not binge eating, but I have I have the fuckets where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to eat extra. Well, I probably don't need to add calories to my daily plan if I'm eating extra a couple of days a week, right? So it, this is all predicated on how strict you are going to be. The more strict someone, the faster you can raise their food. Gen pop or someone dieting for a show. So um, I like to add at least three, four, 500 calories to a competitor's plan. Female, usually closer to 300 Every out of the gate. gate. Guys, typically closer to 500, just because it's all, you know, they're, the guys are larger, they have more muscle mass. So I might take a female from 1200 straight up to 1500. And you gotta remember, we're also throwing in a free meal once a week because people need to be normal or they're having a higher carb day, right? So you don't need to add a ton, but you need to add, there's also a carb up day, a high calorie day. And then for gen pop, generally, if I still have to keep dropping weight off of them, excuse me, I will add 20 carbs on average uh, to most people, 20 to 25 carbs. Um, If there's a free meal in there, that's definitely doable. Most people are having a high carb day and I leave those pretty high so they can enjoy food once a week. Um, But that's about what I like to do. But the other thing you have to remember, I drop cardio out completely. So if someone getting on stage is doing an hour of cardio a day, maybe they were burning. I don't know. I don't know how much, I don't know how many calories that's going to burn a hundred, 150, maybe, you know, walking. Um, now all of a sudden you've got those extra 150 calories that your body is not burning. So that it's similar to adding food because you're not doing the cardio. It's your body doesn't have to recover from it. So you've got to remember you're dropping cardio out, but you're adding food back in. So like I said, it's hard to give someone a guideline. The book does have recommendations, but I think, A safe bet is add 20 carbs, watch it for a week. If you're not eating off the plan, add another 20 carbs the next week. And this is for Gen Pop. And watch your weight. And if you're not gaining, add another 20 carbs the next week. Here's the thing. If you add 20 carbs three, four weeks in a row, that's an extra 60 to 80 carbs a day. You're probably getting pretty good to to the point to where you don't have to add a lot. So if you're a female and you ended your diet, Gen Pop, at 120 carbs, you add 23 weeks in a row. Now you're up to 180 carbs. There's not a lot of females that in the gen pop world that need to eat more than 180 carbs a day or 200 carbs a day. That is definitely plenty to maintain on. Um, you start getting above that and you have a high calorie day or free meal a week, and then you're going to start looking at unwanted fat gain. So that's the thing. I like to kind of sit around the 20 carb mark, uh, for most females guys, you know, 25, 30 carbs, and just go from there now on the bodybuilding side of things like i said i like to add quite a bit faster and i'll usually have them do a couple high days a week as well so not only am i adding food you know, maybe it's 30 carbs a week i'm also adding you know two high days a week on their weaker body parts to help those grow so they're they're eating more food in general more um so yeah that's kind of the guideline i would give but the thing is you got to watch and you've got to be self-aware of I mean, a lot of stuff off the plan. I probably don't need to add a lot of food this week.
1: No, that's a, I think that's a really, really good pointer, especially also with the being honest with yourself and with your coach, ideally too, <laughs> about the meals eaten off track. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would absolutely agree with that in terms of coaching practice. I would say anywhere from, yeah, five to 15% of their their calories added back in. as As you mentioned, you know, for most people that's going to be like, T- t- in somewhere in the 10% range um uh, with that first increase but as you mentioned if uh, you want to go a bit faster with competitors et cetera that's certainly going to be above that likely but for gen pop i would say that we usually some- somewhere around like 10 10- 10-15% sort of thing. Um, and um, because you mostly mentioned carbs as well, um, I, I think if sometimes at the very end of the diet, um, fats are super, super low, um, I I like to go with a combination of both. Or you know if someone generally tell, tells me they're not as much of a carb person, they prefer to have more salmon avocado and nuts and whatever then i am also not averse to i'm mostly increasing through fats so it's really you know for gen pop um up to personal preference a little bit as well um but generally speaking i'm totally in uh agreeing with with what you're saying um so you mentioned mostly Every week, sometimes every two weeks. It depends kind of on the situation how often you would increase. Now, a question I often get from people that are not coaching or just generally curious about doing their own reverse would be when do, do I know that I'm done? Because, of course, well, number one, we know or likely know that your maintenance after the diet is not going to be the same as before the diet, likely not for the competitor um, and definitely not for the gen pop person that has dropped whatever ever 30 40 pounds or whatever um but let's just say if you have dropped um so like someone who's who's just wanting to jump back to their previous maintenance um the, i would i always advise against that because again as we talked about if you lose fat mass, then later on, you have less body to carry around. So therefore, your maintenance is going to be lower. Um, so yeah, how, how does someone know slash figure out when they're actually done?
0: So I'm, I'm going to give someone kind of a cheat sheet, a number to how to just get a general range of where your calories should end up. And we can talk about macro distribution if you want, but just general calories probably to save time. If you take your now, I'm talking about gen pop here. If you take your goal weight, and we'll talk about bodybuilding in a minute. So so females and males, gen pop listening, you take your goal weight and take that times 13 to 15. All right. And I just grabbed my calculator here. If you're watching on YouTube, you saw me doing a bunch of stuff. If a female's goal weight is 140, you take that times 13, that's 1820 calories. That, that is a general loose um, number that you can work your way back up to, and you should be somewhere pretty good. I don't know a lot of gen pop women that need to be a lot higher than 1,800 calories. Now remember, you're going to have a day that you can have a free meal or you're going to have high a car- high-carb day. So right, if you're not having those during the week, which is hardly anybody, if you're trying to just get your calories as high as possible and not have a free meal or a high-carb day, sure, you can get these up to 2,000 calories. But that high carb day means your other days need to be a little bit lower. So a female at 140, that's her goal weight, ultimately, eight, about 1,820 calories. Uh, a guy, maybe your goal weight is 200 pounds times 13 is about 2,600 calories. Okay? Now, take that times 12 to, to 15, and you that's the other thing. You just have to – got to give it a guess, right? But start on the lower end, and if you get to 2,600 calories and you're a guy – it, keep working up. As long as you're not gaining, you're fine. I, I tell people this in emails all the time. I say, hey, listen, when I add their food, I, I tell them because, you know, as you said, some people are scared of gaining weight back. So when I add their 20 carbs or 25 or 30 carbs, whatever it is, I say, hey, listen, your calories are not enough to gain fat on. Gaining fat is going to come from eating off the plan, it's going to come from eating over these calories. So these calories, you're never going to gain fat a female that's training hard four or five days a week, she's not going to gain fat on 1800 calories if she's worked away up there. It's the extra stuff that's added. Same thing with a guy. You're not going to, if you're 200 pounds eating 2600 calories and you're working out hard, you're not going to gain fat on that. It's the free meal. It's the extra stuff, you know, it's the stuff not being counted. So with that being said, that's a general rule of thumb that I like to use. Obviously there are outliers. There are people that, have very slow metabolisms. They're very genetically non-gifted. And then we have the genetically gifted. They can eat everything in sight and still have six pack abs. We're not talking about those outliers. Okay. We're talking about, you know, 99% of the population.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's really well put. Um, I, it, I yep, Sorry.
0: I, people that, that are doing a show, how do they know when they're done reverse dieting? So, About, And I'm talking about mostly natural athletes here. I'm not talking about the assisted side. You know, maybe at some point we'll do a podcast on that. But here, most people listening are not assisted. And there might be some people on TRT, and that's fine. Um, But for most people, natural. When you're done doing a show, there's a couple different ways you know you're done. One, you need to get labs done about four months after a show. Make sure your testosterone is back to normal. Make sure your T3 is a 3.0 or higher. Um, that's a healthy metabolism I and mean, your TSH is 2.0 or lower. Uh, go back and listen to myself and Allison Ferenbach. We did a breakdown of labs. I believe it's episode 16. Um, go back and listen to that one, but you need to get your labs done four months post show and make sure everything is in a healthy spot. All right. We talked about that on that episode. And then finally, guys, I don't like to see most natural guys above 25 pounds up from their stage weight when they did a show. So if you were shredded, you know, you can get up 20, 25 pounds being a natural guy. You start getting up 40, 50, 60 pounds, unless you're just this gigantic guy, which those are outliers. I'm not talking about those. 25 pounds, um, that's that's about the tip of the iceberg. So then you know you're done. So you want to work your calories up. But also if your weight ends up around 20, 25 pounds over stage, that's fine. Women, for the most women that are going to compete, I like to see their stage weight anywhere from 10 to 20 pounds over, you know, larger women, maybe you get up to 20 pounds. Maybe if you're, you know, I've, I've dieted some women that are 150 pounds on stage, you know, so maybe they're off season and they're 170. That sounds crazy for some people, but they look good at 170. They're probably six foot tall. Okay. Uh, but some women that are 105 pounds on stage, you could probably walk around at 115, 120 because we still need to diet 15 pounds off you. That's still a 15 to 20 week prep. So, it doesn't sound like a lot, but for people that don't have a lot of muscle mass, you don't need to be that high. and And going back to my client that I talked about in the very beginning of this, he just stepped on stage. He was one hundred and forty five pounds, Zach Hayward, and he did well. But I told him in his email on Monday, I said, "Hey, Zach, uh, you're not a large individual. We don't need to jump your stage weight way up. You don't need to get way up to, you know, 180 pounds. Like we need to stay about 15 to 20 pounds over. So 15 pounds over 145 is 160. If you get up to 20, you're at 165. That's a 20 week prep. I was like, we don't need to get heavier than that. Um, and I explain that to people. It all depends on where your stage weight was and, you know, kind of getting up from there. You don't want to gain too much. So that that's how you know you're done if you've stepped on stage.
1: I really like that you have this more moderate approach because especially looking from the outside into the bodybuilding world it often seems like people fluctuate hugely like you will sometimes see i don't know like just these tiny little girls ballooning in their off seasons And, and obviously the same with 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 guys and i'm just thinking i mean yes of course we need to um get to a healthy place but that that huge fluctuation can also not be healthy body image wise or in any kind of other way, really. Um, so I like that you have a much more moderate approach there. And um, in terms of what you mentioned with with gen pop, what I would just add there is, um, hunger is a really, really bad gauge of when you're actually at maintenance, as we were alluding to earlier. And because oftentimes people are like, "Oh, I'm, I'm still hungry, or on the other end of the spectrum, when it's about increasing food, and they're afraid of it. Oftentimes, you'll hear but i'm not hungry at all i don't want to eat more and and we 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 spoke about the hunger in, in in a different episode um but then that's also just a sign that your metabolism really is compromised at this stage and you cannot rely on your hunger signals at at that point so i wouldn't go by hunger um as you mentioned having a rough idea of where you're um Your new maintenance is at and especially if you potentially even have a body fat percentage, you can find some really great reasonably accurate um, calculations um, out there, whether, you know, that even allows you to plug in your body fat percentage and gives you much more accurate um, estimation of your maintenance than, than just height, age, weight, whatever, Um, but generally speaking, you also mentioned sometimes, you know, once once you might see the weekly average weight go up, and I'm specifically talking about weekly average because we all know day-to-day fluctuations tend to be misleading, particularly for us women, like don't freak out if a few days... You have a higher, um, uh, scale weight, especially if it's like just after an increase in carbs and you're like, Oh my God, my, the scale is up like a pound or a pound and a half. I'm like, okay, well carbs, as we know, bind to water in the body. So even just because of that, it can take some, some time for your body to get used to, or you might be more constipated because you're eating more food and your body's not used to it anymore. So give it some time. Right. So we really need to look at the weekly average, if not a little bit more than just the day-to-day, um, trends but if you can see that weekly average going up um then you know you might want to hold back with the the next increase and maybe your weight will stabilize again or maybe if it keeps going up then you know you've just gone a teeny tiny bit too far so pull back and that's a no no need to panic or anything like that um so that that would be what i would add to that and i think um some of the other things that i'm noted down here you've actually already touched on um i wanted to us to go into um, how much fat gain to expect, if any, and we made sure to differentiate here between the competitors and non-competitors. Um, and then also we touched a little bit on, um, yeah, my mind, mindset uh, when it comes to going into a reverse diet for people, uh, whether that's gen, gen pop. And I would hope that a competitor, and I think you actually mentioned that, that before you even take on a client who wants to step on stage, et cetera, you have clear communication with them, that it's it's not sustainable to walk around at whatever body fat they they end up with on stage and so they should know okay i need to gain weight back and while knowing that and actually doing it two different pairs of shoes but still at least they have the right expectation Um, and at the same time uh, you can still i think by walking them through it slowly um, you can take a lot of fear away as opposed to just giving them 500 um, a, a calories on top of whatever they were eating. So exactly. um, pace definitely is a big one, especially for women. And also if they have the, the confirmation like, okay, I added 20 grams of carbs, I'm not suddenly five pounds heavier. Um just from that so it it really often um, helps to just take it slow talk them through it make sure that you're like always there for them as a coach to um to be approachable when it comes to questions and and no question or no concern during that stage is also is silly because it's totally natural to have those fears you've worked so hard to get that weight off so obviously you don't just want to gain it all back especially if that's historically speaking your experience from like you lost weight and it's coming back and you lost weight, it's coming back. So of course, it's not only natural that that fear is within you. That's, that's what I wanted to add on that. Do you have anything else to add in terms of mindset tips when going into a reverse diet?
0: Yep. I just pulled out my notebook and and was looking the last time I spoke about what I'm going to say right now um, was in one of my (laughs) lectures last year and I knew it and I knew there was something I almost forgot. So here's something I want everyone to understand And that's your metabolism and a way to keep it slow as you reverse in the off season. So here's the situation we want to avoid. And I used to do this with myself and clients. We would keep our calories and our carbs low through the week. So we could have these massive days on Sunday where we could just eat as much as we wanted. And and here's the thing. Protein was high during the week, right? Listen, we're all a bunch of bodybuilder bros, right? So we keep our carbs lower, right? Not like keto, but we would keep them low. Proteins high, fat was okay. okay, Excuse me. And then we would stay depleted. That way on Sunday, we would just eat all day long. And let me tell you, it was a blast. We would make pancakes. We would eat Pop-Tarts. We'd eat cereal. We'd eat low-fat ice cream every day. Like you go Sunday night and it was just fun, right? And I, I built this giant team that was doing that for a long time. And Here's the downside to that. And I wish there was some way we could study this, but it'll never happen. So here's my thoughts on what's happening. If you do that in the off season, imagine Monday through Saturday, you're staying lower calorie. Like I might've been eating 2000 calories so I could eat 5000 on Sunday. Well, your metabolism has adapted to those six days of only 2000 calories. Women, maybe you were only eating 1300, 1400 for six days. So you could eat three or 4000. The problem is now your metabolism has adapted to those six days. So what do you think is going to happen on that on that final day you eat all that food? Your metabolism's slower because it's adapted. So that food sticks to you easier. So now you're quote unquote in the off season or and your weight is still going up because you're gaining weight every Sunday. But you're not eating enough to lose fat for the next six days. You're keeping it low, right? Because your metabolism adapted. That's the number one thing we want to avoid like the plague. And here's here's why I changed over to not doing these massive briefings anymore. I like to get calories as high as I can Monday through Saturday for those six days. And then when you do have a free meal on Sunday, your, your metabolism is such a healthy place. Sure, you're going to put on a pound or two from salt and the extra carbs and stuff like that, right? But you're going to drop that two to three days later and your weight's going to stay the same because your metabolism's healthy and it helps you burn right through that. So that's the thing. The higher you can get your calories during the week, you don't need to have these giant, massive shit fests, is what they were. Um, but it also means you're not gonna gain fat as easy. So just remember the lower you try and keep your calories to offset so you can have those big free days or free meals or you know, all that stuff the easier it is to gain fat on those, but you're not doing yourself any justice through the week. Um, because I love
1: that because Yeah. From a metabolic perspective, but also just from a, I think from a, from a food relationship perspective as well, because obviously it's so much, you, you know, you're going to perform much better in your day-to-day life and your training and your work and whatever, if you have those you know whatever 2000 calories as opposed to 1300 and you're not going to feel as shit the day after your massive <laughs> treat day there right. and as so like, I I I think um I mean we've spoken about refeeds and how they can be great and having higher calorie days and free meals is awesome um but as you mentioned like really keeping it to moderation so I love that um, the last point that I noted was simply if you had any highlights of reverse siting clients, but you actually opened with that with um with the client uh, that that's coming to visit you, I believe. Um, or do you have any other? Uh, well, I guess you you had some other examples as well of you know um uh, clients that continue to drop weight as you were reversing them.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to point out, and then I I think that's pretty much everything on my end. Um, one I want to talk about. If you stay too lean after you reverse diet, and you do a show, you can stay super strict and keep your body fat very low. Uh, I did that with a couple clients back when I very first started doing this because I didn't know and we weren't looking at labs and I kept someone about five pounds over stage and he looked amazing. Test levels came back five months later. 20 weeks later, test levels should have been normal. He should have been good. They were they were low, 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 because his body fat was too low. Mm-hmm. So that's something I just want to make sure I reiterate. After a show, you've got to get your body fat back up, because I've seen people stay too lean and get their calories. It has nothing to do with calories. His hunger was still through the roof because his leptin was low. His hunger signal was not getting to his brain saying he's full because his body fat was too low, but his testosterone stayed very low and that's not what we want that's not bodybuilding bodybuilding is is about being healthy um and then finally one other bodybuilding example and and i've done this my goal with every single client if possible is to have them ready for stage a month out uh liam mccann who is coming to stay with me the guy from the uk shredded what we did was once he got 100 stage lean we started adding food into the show and i would add you know, he was eating 300 carbs to diet on um We got him up to 350 and then up to 400 and he has maintained his condition because he's stayed super, super strict. So for people out there doing a show, if you are stage lean early, the two things you want to do is pull your cardio out hundred percent because cardio is there to burn body fat. And if you're shredded, you don't have a lot of body fat. So guess what the cardio is going to do? It's going to tap into muscle, right? So when you're very lean, muscle loss happens very quickly. Pull your cardio out. You're not going to gain fat. You're actually going to look better because cortisol is going to drop. But start adding 20 carbs a week in. You're not going to gain fat from that. Your physique's going to pop, your cortisol is going to drop, and you just will look more quote unquote anabolic, right? You're going to be fuller, you're going to be more vascular. You just keep adding the carbs in and you come in with a metabolism that, that's good and your body's not so beat down. So it's, it's coming in fresh. And you don't have to do a bunch of crazy stuff to peak after that, by the way. You're already adding food in. You just continue to ride that train all the way in. And that's what we've done with Liam. We're going to carve him up on like 600 carbs a day before the show because he's eating 350 to 400. We don't have to do a lot. We've been testing it. So that's one thing I want to point out. If you're ready early, add some food back in every week. 20 carbs is perfect. Drop your cardio out and you're going to
1: look better. That's awesome. I think a really good last point for people of eating into a show. Um, And yeah, so hopefully everyone enjoyed this reverse dieting episode. Our next episode is going to be our next full length episode, not the question of week, but full length episode is going to be on advanced supplementation. So stay tuned for that. And that's all that I've got for us.
0: Yeah, uh, if you're listening, please hit pause. Go in, leave us reviews. We're almost to 50. Once we get to 50, we're going to give away a $250 gift card for Fat Muscle Project supplements, anything you want on the site. So go ahead and go in and leave. uh, Leave us a review. We appreciate that. For myself and Lisa, we're out of here. See you guys.